Hello, one and all, and welcome to episode 234 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, coming to you on September 28th, 2023, a Monday. Andrew, are you as outraged at a burger, fries, and three single malt whiskeys costing $78 as New York Times writers are? I saw that shit, dude. That's fucking gold. Like, first off, I don't know how he thought he could hide the fact that even if you got like the most expensive burger at that airport, it would have been like $25. Yeah. Like, which is an expensive burger, especially when it's airport quality. It probably is not worth $25 at any restaurant. Sure. I'll give him that. The food's expensive. The audacity for him to include the picture of his four fingers of dark liquor you know it could have could have been anything but was apparently about fifty dollars worth of dark liquor <laughs> and say like yeah man this country's in the toilet this shit costs 75 dollars it's ridiculous <laughs> and that that picture is cursed like there is an energy to it that is like this is somebody who doesn't realize they're an alcoholic. You you just look at that image. I don't know the name of the guy who posted it. I don't know what's going on otherwise, but like, no, no, that does not cost $78 unless most of that is a liquor because that food looks like shit. And yeah, I mean, the obvious choice is that he got multiple drinks. I really do think that he got whatever the top shelf the highest quality, most expensive scotch that yeah. that weird airport burger restaurant had to offer and got like a double of it. Yep. I I don't, I've never gone to a restaurant and been like, yo, give me a double of your like most expensive scotch. I can't imagine it's more than $50. And so like maybe there was airport markup, but still yeah, that's, no, I, he bought a lot of expensive liquor to have with his cheeseburger at the restaurant. There's an article in the independent talking about it. And the, the airport has, yeah, kind of like refuted a lot of it, but basically, yeah, this meal just cost me $78 at Newark airport. That's why Americans think the economy is terrible. So now they've since said 80% of the tab came from the multiple shots of whiskey. Oh, um, they now so multiple have, shots, not like a super expensive shot. Yeah. He, they now damn. have, the D Brooks special uh, burger fries and a double shot of whiskey for $17 and 78 cents, which is how much the burger and fries usually cost. Holy shit. They're memeing on him. So, so that means, he, okay. So then if he got multiple shots of whiskey and so it was normally 70, $17. So that's mm -hmm. $60 of whiskey. And there, I'm assuming that means he didn't just buy like, a super expensive scotch then did he just buy like 10 shots of whiskey at this I mean, restaurant the alcohol is expensive especially in an airport like uh, it, it might have only been yeah like three or four shots like a cheeseburger with fries is 1776 before tax a double shot of whiskey is 22 uh were that the order the total meal would cost uh meal cost would come to 39.76 uh plus sales tax tip that gets to about 50 so yeah he likely had two double shots yeah. four sh four shots of alcohol 
<laughs> I burger. I know that some people are really into drinking at the airport and the plane and shit like that because it's both of those are maybe the two worst places to be in America is any airport and on any plane. But like the thought of being like drunk on a plane makes me want to throw up while sober. I I cannot deal. I cannot fucking deal with that. How how do they do it? How do people fucking do it? Not just the money, not just the money that you're spending at an airport or God forbid on the plane where it's somehow even more than the airport. But like, how can you get drunk in the worst place on earth where your head has to be on a swivel the whole goddamn time because everything's changing and people are yelling at you and you got to fight for space and your tickets don't make any sense and security will like literally kill you and your family. If you say something wrong, like it's no, not doing it. And then you're on a plane for however long and you got to piss and maybe there's turbulence and you, you got to throw up is this is a fucking nightmare. I don't think Andrew likes, I, likes traveling very much. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I was thinking my original assertion. Uh, I think this is David Brooks getting to normal. I think there might be a oh. advanced uh, and high-functioning alcoholism happening here. He's yeah, been quoted. The problem with the tweet, which I wrote so stupidly, was that it w- it it was it made it seem like I was oblivious to something that is blindingly obvious that an upper middle class journalist having a bourbon in an airport is a lot different than a family living paycheck to paycheck. He added, I was insensitive. I screwed up. I should not have written that tweet. I probably should not write any tweets. What a fucking dishbag. Like, uh, oh, so I guess I'm uh, the bad guy for saying You're right. That, I'm terrible. Yeah. I should I should get fired. Uh, like, goddamn. I don't uh, fucking weird. I as somebody who has had a beer at an airport. Uh wow, at this point, maybe more often than not, of all the times I've flown, uh I, I can't imagine doing hard alcohol at an airport because yeah, Andrew, you gotta be on the ball a little bit. You're you're just looking to take the edge off. That is if I don't know. I've Sad flown with Lucas though. twice and both times he got alcohol. <laughs> on the plane or just beforehand? No, oh, before not on the, at the airport. They are gouging you on the plane. Also, they're gouging you at the airport. No, they're gouging you. <laughs> they're both gouging ways. you on the plane. That is no, no. They're, so. they're, okay, yeah, I think yeah, it might be more... worse in the airport. Mm, I, no, it's worse on the plane. Depends but... on what you're getting. Like, you can just get a can of beer, and yeah, like the percentage markup is higher, but the like actual dollar amount extra that you're spending is much higher at the airport. Like, if you're buying like hard liquor and stuff like that, cocktails. I don't get booze on planes. I get the free coffee. I get the free coffee and the graham cracker. That's where I, I'm making money back on these flights. Before airplane Wi-Fi was like such a normal thing, um, the credit card reader that they would bring around for like in-flight purchases wasn't connected to the internet. So it could it would just log your credit card and charge you when you landed. Mm-hmm. So people had this whole grift of using like canceled credit cards yes. to just like rack up huge bills on airplanes and then and then not, never get charged yeah, for it. not get charged eventually. So I don't know. That's a fun time. Ryan, as a fellow young professional, have you gotten the new Slack update and what do you think of it? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. 
I woke up. What we're uh, doing now? Talking about Slack. Yeah, I woke up Thursday <laughs> and uh, my Slack was lavender and also formatted in a way that, uh, boy, that might look great on a tablet, but on a work laptop, it is just not inspiring me to be productive. I guess I haven't had the update. I don't know. It's don't exactly know. the same. I'm looking at this screenshot that they have, and yeah, it's, uh, I guess, a little different. So as someone that's never used Slack, is it like an enjoyable experience like or is it just a like fucking messaging platform it's a messaging platform it is it was functional but they are i does it do anything that someone else doesn't like what is the point of slack like why why do people use slack what does it do uh it's discord but for a professional setting and now they're trying to make it even more like discord thereby defeating the purpose of why like so many offices have uh have slack yeah there's like channels and emotes and react you know it's like yeah yeah can you pog at your coworkers? oh buddy i got a pog emoji in my work slack 100 i make emojis based on like random inside jokes with coworkers. yeah one of my coworkers has these little stress balls that he bought in bulk on accident and just randomly like hides them in people's stuff. And so one time we found one and my other coworker ripped it in half accidentally because <laughs> he was just like, this feels pretty like, like it's coming apart and then just kind of, and it ripped in half. So I took a paper clip and stuck it together zombie mode style. And no one can tell that it's like actually been ripped in half. And then someone took a picture of it because it was just sitting on my desk. And then I took the picture and just took the smiley face of the stress ball and made that into a slack reaction. And now it's like a running gag mm. that whenever some because it's kind of like a tortured smile when you know the backstory. Oh, that the thing was ripped oh. into shreds. It's just kind of like like blank face smile. So yeah, whenever you know there's something that requires a tortured like ah, I'm putting on a happy face, it's a easy reaction. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's I think Lucas describing it as workplace discord is about as accurate as you get. There's like channels, you know, you can have like corporate channels of like, this is the blankety blank dog page where we post dog stuff. And this mm. is the, the insert company name uh, growth and development channel where yep. we recommend people for jobs. And yeah, just shit like that. OK, I. I'm currently in a, working on a product testing and uh, yeah, so there is one channel dedicated to discussing the uh, product development and testing and then an entirely separate channel uh, to elevate feedback about said product. Mm. Um, that's the Slack experience, Andrew, like several different unnecessary. Uh, yeah. yeah. You just use teams. Yeah, we do. Mm. I fucking hate teams. teams. Yeah, it's it's not that, not great. That much I'll stand by. Like Slack, in that it is just corporate Discord is very functional and gets the job done. Fucking teams and all these other messenger styles shit. It's bad. Like they 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 don't know what they're doing. It's impossible to know. What are you talking about? It's a calendar and you can chat. <laughs> it's great. We love it. We also love me 
Lucas DeWriter. My girlfriend is back in Los Angeles, and I'm pretty excited about that. Does that fit into the video game or the like other or the movie category? No, that's just me no. doing my intro. Yeah, we're not news of the week yet. That was yeah, no. Oh, okay. We love Lucas. Yeah. This is the Lucas category. Yeah. No, he's segued in, but he was still the intro. That was, I think, what confused you. No, no, no. I, I think we're in the news of the week section. I think. Ah. I think we've got you know like our categories of video games, TV, movies, Lucas other and then yeah. breakouts listen if me leading a professionally and emotionally fulfilling life is not newsworthy god damn it i don't want to subscribe to that news and review outlet yeah ryan let the guy go off let him feel sure. himself a bit let him puff his chest out got so many feelings in that chest just gotta let him out there you go like heartburn <laughs> I how long until we get that regularly? Was that mostly uh, genetic? Is five that, is years that... ago. Uh, <laughs> what? I've always had heartburn. I uh, what sets it off? Uh spicy foods, cheese, stress. Cheese? Well, I'm severely lactose intolerant now, so yeah. I thought lactose intolerance was like a bowel thing, not like a, a heartburn thing, but okay. They can do both. Oh. I, I think I think cheese does actually cause uh, acid reflux because milk is acidic. Oh. Yeah. So like tomato-y stuff, spicy foods, cheesy stuff. Yeah. But if milk is acidic, why do they tell you to like bathe your hands in milk if you're like uh, sweating like the jalapeno oil or something? Um, cause it has an enzyme in it that like counteracts capsaicin. Ah, huh. so like you don't drink milk because it like is, you know, neutralizing the acid in the spice. It's, it's got like a specific chemical in it that like goes after the spicy oil. Hmm. Friend of the show, Ian once gave me a pitch that, uh, theoretically humans shouldn't drink, uh, any milk. After their uh, infancy, because no one that, should. That... Hmm? There are there are no adults in the animal kingdom that drink milk. Yeah, like it is yeah extremely abnormal. We we basically have it had a weird mutation for a while there that let us do it, and then now it's starting to die back out again, and more Oof. and more people are getting lactose intolerant because yeah, it's it was I think I think it was just a random advantage that we rewarded because yeah. of agriculture yeah that it was just started it was a, a relatively easy source of nutrition if yeah. you were like raising livestock to to drink their milk and so then yeah like if you were able to tolerate it you know in higher amounts then you were more likely to not starve and to grow stronger and and shit like that and now we don't really need it yeah and there's a reason that it develops later like the lactose intolerance is just because yeah like kids it's fucking hard to feed a bunch of kids like you were, you were having like a dozen children so the kids who could tolerate milk that was what mattered the most not so much once they get into like their 20s and it's a little easier to feed themselves talking to some scony boys right now did your parents drink glasses of milk with dinner oh yeah i drink glasses of milk with oh you mean right. like it's normal for kids to do it yeah my parents yeah 
They drink skim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which Back is like milk. that's not. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not fucking milk. <laughs> You're doing that for flavor, and like I'll admit it. The milky flavor. Oh, you know, just a tall couple, glass of milk meal. with an ice cube in it. <laughs> Uh, my parents did put fucking ice yeah. in milk. That is disgusting. Yeah. so gross, man. I Skip, never got behind skim that. milk with like filled with ice. Like yeah. it's it's just like there's milk flavor and water. It's gross. It's fucking awful, man. I never got behind that. Like ice in the milk. I was like, bro, no fucking I- shot. I discovered whole milk when I was like in high school. Like I never mm. had it before then. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. And my parents treated me like a pariah. <laughs> <laughs> we were 2% my entire life. It was all 2% all the time. Mm. That's what that's what we were drinking. And then, been, yeah, we got to college and not so much. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been using uh, Spotify's new feature to include questions to each of these podcast episodes for a while now. Uh, even if this isn't the t- episode title, it will definitely be the question. Uh, let us know, listeners, what entree pairs best with iced milk? Very curious. If you ask my parents, like pizza and pasta were like, that's a milk pairing. <laughs> they were like, you can't eat pizza without milk. <laughs> when like, the moon hits your eye, yeah. like a, just a, a waiter comes out with a chilled bottle of milk. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean, like as a kid, I never questioned it. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, why though? <laughs> like, li- I, like, like Italians have a rich history of milk. <laughs> listen, as a 28 year old, I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, you pair that with a nice red wine. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to drink in front of your kids. What the fuck do you drink with spaghetti? Water? Yeah, fucking water. Jesus yeah, Christ, drink no. water. I got you to know, college and I was like, why? Why? What? I'll just drink water. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, dude. People, people, like, I've noticed. I when I was a kid, I didn't notice this because I was always having milk right. or orange juice or right. soda because I eventually drank a lot of soda because my parents drink an ungodly amount of soda. The, no one ever fucking just has a glass of water, <laughs> dude. That's I, fucked. I drink I like three or four of these a day. Yeah. Like, I'm so thirsty all the time. I need so much goddamn water. And I look around and all these fuckers aren't drinking any of it. Like, drink yeah. the goddamn water. There is No, that's that's me. There is a genre of an adult in their 50s and 60s now. Coffee in the day, beer at night. It's a good system. It's not a good system. That's so bad for you. I think diet soda is huge with people in like their 50s and 60s they were just they were marketed so aggressively of like you can drink this like water like this is not necessarily good for you but this is the same it's not hurting you at all and like they i mean i guess like they've been doing it for like 40 years but yeah no like i have coworkers who will literally drink like four diet sodas a day like in the office just in the office and like you know when they're going home they're drinking more like it's it's an epidemic honestly like i just i feel like that's going to be the next great and i mean like it's probably the single biggest contributor to the obesity crisis in america is Mm. sugary sodas so yeah I, i don't know man like i i think our generation is more similar to like me and andrew just like fucking chugging water all day yeah. long like you just have a water bottle with you and you are constantly drinking like yeah. yeah like that's that's the way to do it when i'm at home i got a nice cup of water that i just sip from all day and when i'm at the office i have a water bottle that i just sip from all day like 
I don't know. And you just stay hydrated. And then some people know, some people just don't. And I don't get it. That being said, nobody, nobody better ever get me one of those like gallon sized water bottles. That's like, oh, here's <laughs> the exact amount of water you're supposed to drink in every day. And then like encouragement at each notch of where you no, don't don't turn your hydration, don't turn your bottling needs into a bit. Just drink water. My coworker has one that has times of day. Oh, yeah. it's like you gotta get to this mark by this time. And it's all bullshit, by the way. Like the and the whole you require X amount of water per day is completely made up. Like it, it's yeah. it varies greatly from person to person, mm. their activity level of that day. Like it is just complete fabrication that you need yeah. X amount of water. You just drink when you're thirsty. Like you, yeah, Ryan and no I, reason. huge water guys. Like yeah. we're yeah. we're drinking so much water, Lucas. I hope I hope you're in on this gang as well. Oh, buddy, water, I think I'm drinking water more game. water than anyone I've ever met. Wow, damn, damn. The, the gauntlet, those are fighting words. The gauntlet has been laid. Are down. we about to have a water off? Yeah, um, we're all but, hydro homies, which is yeah. the, <laughs> the the unproblematized version of the original subreddit community. We're yeah. water sportsmen. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's a good one. It's really, really fucking bad. And I want to die, but it was, that was good. Um, yeah. Like I, I saw a guy at work the other day cause I was in, in the office uh, and he had a clear, I, I, it might've been more than a gallon. Like this is a huge fucking dude and it looked huge in his hand. Mm. It is, it was clear. And it had black sharpie lines drawn on it, just filled with water. And and I know creatine too, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like if you that that's the vibe is the gym bro with the torn sleeved shirt that like the sides got torn too, so it's basically like they're wearing like a weird poncho that connects at the bottom. Yeah, and then they've got a literal just milk jug that's been emptied out he's got a borg he's got a borg (laughs) exactly it's a borg of water because yeah they're trying to get their creatine pump on and yeah they really need to bulk up on that Uh, water weight you know what i i spoke out of turn before um if you're the kind of adult who is voluntarily doing two-a-day workouts like if that's your lifestyle go with god get weird about it you are you're already a maniac in my eyes as somebody who works out a fair amount. And yeah, you know what? If that's what you got to do, if you got to moderate your creatine intake by the hour, uh, fair, you're committed. Can you do that though without steroids? Like realistically, can you actually work out twice a day for a significant amount of like time? I mean, weeks in a row. A significant amount of time, I would say without like... I don't know. I it's possible. It's really difficult. I mean, because I'm sure some of these people are like, yeah, I go for like a five mile run in the morning, and then at night I go and lift weights. Right. Like, that's not that's bad. that's fine. Yeah. You're talking about like a two hour weight session in the morning, and then another one at night. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's steroids shit. Like you, that's how you, people... you need something to make your body heal fast right. enough. Yeah, that's how people actually get ripped on steroids. Is they're just working out twice a day, six times a week, like three times a day, sometimes even. I, my only defense of that will be uh, 
Well, if it's either working out or heavy drug use, um, yeah, maybe people are working out in their play. But that case, I think would be more like, yeah, no, running five miles and then doing a weight set in the evening or something like that. There was a guy on my football team uh, who will obviously not be named. And it wasn't the year that like we were really good and I was a significant contributor to the team. So I don't feel as <laughs> bad about it. Um, who got kicked out of the gym because he was doing two workouts a day and like the faculty kind of was like we kind of know why you're doing two workouts a day my guy like we, let's make it a little less obvious here right like maybe you just stick to one workout a day and you can work out every day and people will be less likely to do investigations into I... how you're able to do this like yeah i it never crossed my mind how that might happen sometimes where like he was fucking scary man <laughs> like that that dude could go off on a fucking dime went into the marines oh he, uh, yeah actually i take it back he went into the air force but not like to be a pilot to be like a door gunner in on a helicopter oh god <laughs> which i didn't know was an air force job but <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. If I it's an Air Force helicopter, then yeah. Right. And they're just like, yeah, that guy. He went on to be a fucking door gunner. Like he's literally the guy. He's the get some metal guy. Jacket. Yeah. 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 The, uh, how do you like shoot innocent women and children? Oh, it's easy. You just don't lead them as much. Like it's uh, yeah. I don't know. That man scared me. That that man was he was something. The... He, he always had his nose split open because his helmet was so tight. Oh, and he God. was a wrestler. So like all year round, he would just have a red streak on his nose where it's split open. <laughs> That's a fucking bit. That's yeah. how yeah. if you were to dress, a, if you were to costume an actor like that for a sports movie, you would get a note like, uh, hey, put a you're scar leaning or into a band-aid on his nose bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't wear any band-aids or anything. He just <laughs> let it ride. Uh, we had in, in our high school, uh, we did have a bunch of guys on the football team doing steroids. The thing was, is that the football team was also bad. And none of these yeah, guys the doing steroids were like, like incredibly jacked. Like, yeah. obviously, by my standards, they were like really ripped. But like, they were doing fucking roids. And they they didn't have anything to show for it. I, Dude, if you looked at a picture of my team in high school, we were good. Like, we were really good. We were we were. God, we were like a top five team in our division in the state, like my senior year. Fucking just a bunch of noodle arms, like straight. Like we we were skinny as fuck. Like our heaviest offensive lineman was 200 pounds. And he wasn't like and he wasn't like chubby. Like he he was just a normal looking dude with a little extra muscle. Like I was 200 pounds and I was wide receiver like that. I was as big as our heaviest lineman and I was split out 10 yards like. We we really did not look imposing at all, but like that's why the aren't like why Army and Navy and the service academies for so long ran the triple option is because mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with not being as big or as athletic, and you can if you execute well, you can do it. And yeah, no, like it was it's kind of weird looking back that my senior year when we were good, I don't think anyone was on steroids. I don't think anything anyone was on anything like I, creatine mm-hmm. and shit like that. The like borderline legal stuff where it's like you might be getting a little edge but no one's gonna say anything like hey teens if you're listening to this first off why second off 
do do whatever you need to do whatever you needed to get into a place with your body where you like it uh maybe Except if you're steroids below, no maybe don't. if you're below d1 don't do steroids maybe no i feel worth... i feel like we should take a stand on this don't take steroids if you're 16 years old like don't don't do that shit that's fu- fucking bad for you this this is not controversial <laughs> if you're borderline gonna get recruited to go to a if genuine you, fbs school <laughs> if you if you have a legitimate future playing that whatever sport it is that you're doing i guess that's a gray area you, that's <laughs> a do whatever you gotta do to like make right with your future and your family and all that shit, whatever. If you're yeah. just a fucking guy on the <laughs> wrestling team, don't take steroids. That's bad. You're bad. You're a bad person. Make sure your parents are involved, you know, which is fucked. Yeah. But like, I don't think you should be taking them behind your parents' backs. That seems like a terrible way to die from tainted drugs. Like, it should probably be on the up and up. Or, I mean, it's not because it's taking illegal performance and answers, but or the very you know least, how it is. or at the very least, your doctor. If you have that relationship with your doctor, no, uh, they'll, they'll report your ass. Yeah, you're uh, a like, minor. If you're uh, a minor, you nothing, nothing goes back. Goes they away. have obligations. Yeah. Like, all right. No, and you look. If you're a fucking full grown adult and you just want to get jacked, like steroids are not what God. they used to be. Like we we've we've solved steroids. Yeah. Like we we're talking about all the side effects and shit like that. Those are from like '90s steroids. Mm-hmm. Like that was 30 years ago. I mean, there's still we shit like them. like Tren and all that stuff. Like the hardcore steroids that people are using, like at the highest level of like weight building and stuff like that. Now those are still. I mean, maybe not as dangerous, but those are still like very dangerous. Even in like monitor like, monitor mitigate. Types. Yeah. yeah, there's ways to mitigate every single risk to such a degree that like, I mean, yeah, like getting super buff is risky. Like mm-hmm. that carries a lot of health risks, even if you're not on steroids. There's like, a solid chance your bones just might not be able to handle that level of muscle mass. Like so in the long bones, term. it's your soft tissue, uh, it's all yeah. your ligaments and your fucking tendons and your, like, and your blood vessels. Yeah, Ugh. you can't make that stronger by working out like that. That's just. It's going to start breaking down way faster if your muscles are mm. way bigger than they were ever intended to be. By the way, I looked up the guy on LinkedIn and it's not fucking focusing because of oh, course no. it's not. Hold the phone. Going to uncheck that. And you'll notice he is currently an AC-130 instructor. Mm. <laughs> Man literally is playing Call of Duty yes. in real fucking life. This is scary. He's a scary um, guy. Do they? He presses the make everyone within a certain radius die button. Like, yeah, yeah that's not really a door gunner so much. That's that's a yeah, shoot hellfire from 20,000 uh, feet. <laughs> we're going to have this conversation again in five years. And this dude is going to be like, oh, wow, he's he he's running his own mercenary company out of Denver. <laughs> like this is, yeah. huh? Okay. I went into the Marines and I got an AC-130 and I decided to keep it. Now I'm a superpower. (laughs) I I just fly around and get what I want. Yeah. I send my, I sell my services for a fair price. I think I have a weird job and a weird lifestyle, but that is uh, advanced. (laughs) Okay. AC-130 instructor. That dude literally played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 
at the height of its popularity and went, oh, shit, I'm going to do that. That's me. (laughs) I'm in the plane. (laughs) Do you you think you could go back to Call of Duty after doing it in real life? It depends, dude. Some of those guys get real fucked up. Like, it's it's weird to be. It's the same thing as drone pilots. It's weird to be so removed from like knowing in your heart of hearts that you are pressing a button that is ending human life. And like you're kind of doing it from relative comfort, like a little less so if you're on the AC-130, but like you're never in any real danger yeah. on that in the same way that a drone pilot is never in any real danger. Like no one can shoot down an AC-130 that the United States is in active conflict with. Like, yeah, that's it's uh, kind of fucking wild. Mm. Yeah, like it, it is not a fight. Like, I, I don't know what the levels of PTSD are, but like. Yeah, there's being up close in the shit and like seeing things happen and like seeing people die in front of you and, you know, get hurt and all that kind of stuff. That'll fuck you up in a specific way. But like you might be able to just ignore all of that if you're like, I didn't kill those people. I just looked at a screen and pressed a button and that's fine. Like, I don't know. You read a lot of articles. (laughs) Those people are real fucked up in like a yeah, it's not necessarily like true PTSD. In like a like, it's just it messes up their. Brain I am kind grappling of with this mentally, like really struggling with the idea behind this because it's such an abstract. PTSD is so primal, like it literally was to protect ourselves from that type mm-hmm. of trauma, like when we were fucking getting chased by lions and shit. Like now, now that that's like that's not primal at all. Like now you're just deeply psychologically in the new brain. I like grappling with your own actions unless you can just buy the rhetoric unless you can just decide. I mean, yeah, that was fine. They were terrorists. Yeah, no, I'm I'm saving America, the best country. I protected the borders of America and everyone living in it by leveling that school. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that's I think that's what you can tell yourself and you can try to bottle it up. But I don't think it. It's a fully effective thing that you read the articles about the people who do it and uh, they don't seem like they're doing great. That's for sure. The Writers Guild of America is doing pretty great, though, as they've seemingly reached a tentative agreement with studios. Yeah, they fucking did it. It's over. I don't think we have details yet. I don't think those have been publicly released, but uh, Adam Conover and the other uh, Writers Guild top brass seem to be genuinely enthused by it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how you know that this is done is because they're all fucking lighting the victory cigar. So it's like you can't yeah. quite walk that one back. Like no. if you're gonna you're gonna wave the Hitler uh kowtowing newspaper peace in our time. Like we've done it. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm curious when we see the details, how they how they bridge the AI element of it all because that seemed like a no-go and then like yeah some residuals on streaming based shows it's going to be interesting which i think that i don't i don't know if there's a way for streaming platforms to do that without releasing how many people are actually watching these shows which has been a (laughs) closely guarded secret since the inception of streaming um yeah they find out that it's like 20 people and (laughs) And the whole thing just fucking falls apart. It's been falling apart, honestly. Like the subscription model 
has been basically proven to not be profitable anymore. Like yeah. you saw that Amazon Prime is now mm-hmm. adding ads to their basic tier. Like if you just have the Amazon Prime delivery service, you will have ads on their streaming service. Like you, yeah. you need to pay like three bucks a month extra to remove the ads. So it's like, I think everyone at the same time realized, oh fuck, we don't make money in this model. We need to find a way to make more money. And whether it's cracking down on password sharing or adding ad tiers, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, like, there's no doubt that they're, they were being propped up for years. And like, be... Uh, I'm torn because the the the, the, the responsible consumer, the like ethical person in me has the reaction of, oh, there should be ads on this. There should be ads if that means the people creating these products, creating this media are able to be paid reasonably, at least. But that money is not going to them. I was going to say that doesn't mean anything that the people will be paid reasonably. They've already made the product. Well, that's. They... That's the hope with this new contract and them meeting residuals from viewership on streaming platforms. But then the other part of me is like, well, that's not what I was fucking promised when I signed up for this. Like the pitch of Netflix as a streaming platform was, hey, you get whatever junk we have on here for what was even the original subscription? Like $8. Like, a... Yeah, it was like seven or eight bucks. And no ads. And like that's no ads. And everyone within your county was able to use your account and watch it and like it's it's the inshittification of it and like i understand like a part of this is happening due to labor organization Mm. and like that is i disagree i don't think that residuals has anything to do with ads you could still pay out residuals even if they're not serving ads on the content like you just pay it based on percentage of subscribers gained or like you, yeah. you, just, okay. you find a way to tie it to revenue in a different way than like the traditional model. But, but then like, the company would be getting less money and they aren't willing to do they that. They don't want they, to do that. But like, yeah. again, it's not labor's fault that they're like being like, That's well, fair. wait, why are you not held to the same industry standard of every other like company in this industry that's been negotiated for the last hundred years, like I, I, it really doesn't necessarily have anything to do with ads. So no, fuck the companies. They don't get to be like, oh, well, we're serving you ads because we're now having to pay more. It's like, no, you got away with shit for decades mm-hmm. and you were Wall Street's darling for fucking literally a decade and just got endless money while you attempted to put everyone else out of business. And now it's time to pay and the failed. piper because you failed. <laughs> like you didn't make it. Netflix, like I'm listening, I listened to the Behind the Bastards episode on WeWork. And that was the idea yeah. for WeWork is basically like, we are going to get so much fucking Wall Street capital that we can price out all of our competitors in the short term leasing space. And then we'll be the only game in town and we can start raising rent and shit like that. The monopoly tactic. That's what Netflix was fucking trying to do. And they just didn't make it in time. Like they their window closed before they could price everyone out. And then everyone else made their own streaming platform and now we are where we are like it it didn't work they the, the model was never intended to be standalone successful it was just hopefully we make it to the point where we can start charging more and people won't have anywhere else to go so and then everyone else copied them so now people do have other places to go but they also have the same issue as netflix right so we're kind of in this weird it, inflection point in the industry that makes no sense the the streaming industry is so diversified at this point where and i'm not the same i'm not the first person to make this point but it's like are 
the whole idea behind like the original, you know, Netflix model of like, yeah, you don't have to pay $80 a month for TV. You can just pay like eight bucks a month for Netflix and watch as much as you want. But when they were the only thing to watch, that was okay. But now if you want to be engaged in all these shows that are coming out, you have to get Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus, which I know they're the same thing. Who fucking cares? They're not. Um, they're two separate subscriptions. I, you can I, bundle I, them, but they do cost. I know. More. I know. Some some things are like they go back and forth between the two. Right. Um, it, like there's Apple TV and, you know, all this shit. HBO Max or just Max. Yeah, like, just Max. Yeah. And they all cost about the same amount of money. And if you get all of them because... Like, you kind of have to if you're, like, trying to see everything. That's, like, like 200 bucks a month. I mean, it's, it's like, 100 bucks a month. I think it's, like, 100. But, it's it's about the yeah. same as a cable package. I, I know you're making that point, and a lot of people have, but I think that the point that that misses is it's 50% of their value promise. Like, half of the value promise is, yeah, like, you get the content, and you can watch it, as much, like, as much as you want. But the other half is when you want like it's the on-demand aspect of it so people who are like we just reverted back to cable it's like well we reverted back to cable but it's now on demand you can watch it whenever you want like you can turn on your favorite show when you have time to watch it you don't have to do any dvring you don't have to do anything else like if you turn it on something will be on you don't have to fucking channel surf through ridiculousness repeats on mtv and fucking like you know like you can just yeah you can constantly have what you want to watch when you want to watch it. So like, even if that is where we are and that's like where the industry settles is that there's just a fragmented bunch of streamers that you need to subscribe to. That's still better than the old cable system. And for the most part, like you can pay for ad free tiers, no fucking ads. Like cable used to be, you pay a hundred bucks a month and still get served ads. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so true. It, it is definitely an improvement, but yeah, it's a frustrating setback to where, yeah, it was basically just Netflix and a little bit of Hulu for a while there. And you could watch everything. The, I mean, and it, this has also been a point for a long time with all of these streaming services, you pay however much you pay per month. And I feel like for the most part, most people are just watching like maybe two shows yeah. <laughs> at any given yeah. time on that platform. Like, I will go six months without opening Netflix because there's nothing that I want to watch on there. And there's hundreds and hundreds of shows and hundreds and hundreds of movies. Most of them aren't worth a damn. And then there's a bunch of stuff on there where it's like, yeah, hey, some of you guys might want to watch The Shining at some point. That's a good movie. We paid a ton of money to put this on our streaming service so that you can watch it at some point. So once every five years, you can come and watch the fucking shining and you're going to pay $8 a month or $15 a month, whatever for 12 months a year for five years. That's the next front of the streaming mm -hmm. wars is some people are already doing this is just having people rotating through the services and just subscribing to one for a month, canceling that, subscribing oh, to another the next month. Watching and you watch that everything watch. that yeah. you had that had built up when you were watching when you subscribed to the other platforms in that month, and then you move on to the next one. I think it's Peacock. I'm trying to remember there's a service that like once you once you unsubscribe and stop paying, it does not let you like open it back up for like two mm. years or something. <laughs> like, oh my god. They're really trying to like wow. crack down on like 
because that's just what they noticed is like when we do our big releases that are popular and everything, people don't fucking stick around and we don't get more money. So make your decision, but we're not going to let you sign back up. No one tell them how easy it is to create a new email. No one tell them that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that they're they're thinking about it. They're, They're finding it out. Like people didn't think that password sharing crackdowns were possible and now it's all ip and location based like they're gonna find a way for sure if that becomes like a genuine industry trend of finding a way to crack down on people rotating through all the platforms it just i don't know i I, granted i was a teenager when a lot of this was happening my sense of the world and politics was not as formed as completely as it was now but it's just a bummer i think that seemingly every like major tech innovation or disruption uh from our childhoods from our teenage years uh turned out just to be a scam down the line and maybe maybe they didn't start out like that maybe it It started out as an attempt to become a monopoly (laughs) an attempt to become like you know facebook basically like completely upset the industry become so dominant that you're the only game in town and then and it, it was never a billions. secret. They were they were talking about that openly in the public, yeah. like when Netflix first came out. They're like, we are going to do this. And that's why we are worth so much money. You know, we are going to be the only thing to watch. And as soon as everyone else shrivels away and dies, we're going to raise the price. <laughs> Think about how much money we'll make then. Yeah, we're the only game in town, like openly yeah, parading monopolistic tactics, which, yeah, it's not a scam per se. Like there are natural monopolies that do develop by nature of like one company upsetting everyone so much with their excellent idea mm-hmm. that they that take everything over else the becomes entire obsolete. Industry. Yeah. yeah, that happens. It's not healthy <laughs> for that to happen to the market. It's not good for consumers in the long term. But like, yeah, it's not necessarily a scam. It's just that was their tactic, and they failed. They they bombed. They. They failed to understand that like, oh, wait, we're kind of like this weird hybrid of tech and media and tech sure has some deep pockets. Like if Amazon and or Apple ever get in this game, we're going to have competitors that are even bigger than us. And oh, boy, some of these legacy conglomerates might start to team up to try to take us down a la Disney Fox merger. And yeah, a lot of a lot of shit went down over the last five years. That's basically been like, all right. I, now it's now now you have fucked it. I, I didn't put this in the planning doc, but uh, Crunchyroll had acquired uh, an anime merchandiser brand, Right Stuff. Uh, I forget if it was late last year or earlier this year. Uh, they just announced that they're shutting down that brand, and like now, now just go to Crunchyroll if you want to buy a waifu figurine, uh, but not too sexy of one that that they created a whole separate imprint for that can't be traced back to them. Uh, unless you're as a keyed in, unless you're as much of a freak about this as I am, and it's just, oh wow, this is this is late stage capitalism, huh? This is, oh, these thangs banging. I don't Nothing like it. It's by anyone. Like it's it's too late in the game. It reminds me of yeah, like when we're talking about Oppenheimer, and it's like that was a team of brilliant people who came together to do a crazy thing. But like in the early days of atomic research, it was like a couple people would do an experiment and it would work. And everyone was like, holy shit. And nowadays, if you try to do an experiment on atomic research, it's like hundreds and hundreds of people working together to make something actually happen. Like, yeah, like when, back in the day, it was like some genius was like, hey, 
what if we made a cartoon mouse and he was he was he was cute <laughs> and then everyone was like oh shit this is amazing and nowadays it's like hundreds of people coming together to analyze every single fucking trend and like eke out every single decimal of a percent to try to like make sure that they have a competitive edge like it just doesn't work that way anymore we have we have we've gone too far <laughs> we need to revert back uh, speaking of competitive edges, uh, Microsoft lost one by accidentally leaking a bunch of internal documents, uh, yeah. revealing that it's eyeing well, a bunch of stuff was revealed. But uh, what I found interesting was that they're eyeing up 2028 to release next generation hardware uh, and a shine light on their acquisition processes, how much they paid for some companies, uh, how much it was to get certain games on Game Pass. Um and also revealed very weird and curt conversations about how, hey, what if, what if Microsoft bought Nintendo? What doesn't what can't you imagine a bunch of suits at Microsoft thinking that would be a smart move if they bought Nintendo? I, I loved the way that it was phrased of like Nintendo brass like does not yet realize that their best interest is being acquired by Microsoft, but they will. <laughs> Like Jeez. what the fuck? <laughs> I, it, no, you go. You don't get it, gang. If Nintendo was acquired by Microsoft and only put their games on consoles, that there are fewer of them in circulation than Nintendo's current console. That's better for them. That's better for them in the long run. They just don't get it yet. It's crazy. So this all happened because they like were being investigated or sued. Yeah, they were uh, supposed to submit a bunch of documents to the FTC and they did, but they like sent like they sent the shareable link to like the collection of documents that they needed su to submit on like a public version of the FTC website mm. instead of the like private channel they were supposed to go through. <laughs> so they just like posted a, a link to like all of their internal shit like just on the, on the internet the the ftc uh response to this was less reported on but also pretty funny where they immediately got in the public and said this isn't us we, we didn't fuck this up this is on microsoft <laughs> we're, we're not getting owned we're not getting yeah, owned right we now didn't do this i mean yeah all the mgm shit like i feel like hacking is on the front of everyone's mind right now and then just like nope nope no that was just them they just simple human error Happens all the fucking time. Uh, it's wow. incredible. Very much. Um, what's not incredible, though, uh, a couple of longer running and uh, to different people in this podcast uh, appreciated internet projects. Uh, for me, Let's Fight a Boss. That's dead after an extended hiatus. That's a bummer. Uh, Achievement Hunter is dead, too. Uh, Andrew, yeah, I think you were I'm... more into this. Uh, I was into that. No, it was oh, you both? I, okay. I never watched Achievement Hunter. I was way into that. Andrew was into Funhouse. Yeah. All right, which they're not doing great. Um, I like. I don't know about like what happened with Achievement Hunter. Like they, I'm sure their views just went down. Like the rest of Rooster, Rooster Teeth was, shit it was did. Ryan, <laughs> I think uh, Ryan was just the one, just one guy. Uh, I mean, like Adam Kovic was real bad for Funhouse. Mm. So now imagine if you just add the whole pedophile uh, uh underage fan aspect into that like I, I don't know if that's 
super recoverable. <laughs> yeah, but they they're still they they're all or at least most of them are still with Rooster Teeth, and they just made a new channel called Dog Bark. It's not Achievement Hunter Hunter anymore. It's called Dog Bark. Mm. They, I think it's going to be like mostly the same shit. I think they just needed to rebrand and like get away from that, like, yeah, that you know association. Uh, I I know a lot of them are at least Funhouse is focusing on like YouTube first stuff and like subscriber based stuff where you get like more videos and behind the scenes stuff and like live streams. They're streaming a lot now. And like some of the things they've said are like, Hey, we need more subscribers. So our channel doesn't die. Please help us keep our jobs. Like it's like, Oh, this is bad. Things are bad over there. Yeah. No rooster teeth in general, just yikes. It was really fun. Like as a as a high schooler, it was just like, damn, this is like, yeah, just endless content of just people that are fun and they seem young and full of energy and it's great. And then you you grow up and you start to learn what's actually going on. You're like, fuck me, man. That's that's wild. Like I really wanted to work for them, and damn, yeah, almost hard to imagine. Yeah, no, I, I. I was involved in talks for internships and shit like that. Like it was a potential alternate pathway that I was just really excited for. And yikes, just really did not go well. It's not just a bullet, apparently. Um, Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. The scandals, the. Oh, it's just insane. The Internet's growing up and for better or worse. I guess for better. I mean, you're right for better or worse because it's definitely different. Just, we just, I I would argue that the growth of streaming is tied to the growth of the internet. And that's also better or worse. Um, Also speaking of yikes, uh, it turns out Sam Bankman freed Stanford professor parents uh, were probably in on all of FTX's scams. Uh, Yeah. They, they, just, they just knew they yeah. were they were co-running that company essentially. The behind the bastards episodes about Sam Bankman Freed was like his dad was a professor of ethics, and you're like, haha, that's so funny that he was so unethical. It's like, no, he was a professor of corporate ethics, which is basically just a part of the law. How to get you, around ethics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just say, here's how you break the law without breaking the law so you don't get in any trouble. Like, that was his whole job. And it's like, so in other words, like, he was definitely in on it and was like, from the beginning, helping them figure out how to run this shit. Because, yeah, they were all a bunch of stoner losers, like, trying to, like, create a weird utopia on an island. Like, someone had to know a little bit about how to actually make a multi-billion dollar company run so yeah big fucking shocker there Mm. Uh, and this last one actually uh, really interested in y'all's opinion Um, the NBA has created new rules for testing uh, uh, sorry for resting players uh, during the regular season now teams cannot let all-star players sit out for more than one game at a time and only one uh, all-star level player can rest per game uh, was this done as a negotiating tactic with the NBA's uh, talks uh, over TV contracts looming I mean it's just like the fact that basically fans can't stand it like imagine buying yeah. a ticket 
to watch the Bucks play and Giannis just doesn't play because he's a healthy scratch. Like they're yeah. just like, oh, we're resting him today. Like that, that would be a fucking slap in the face. Like you might have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on that ticket. And then yeah, he doesn't even play. Like it happened in soccer with Messi, Man. where like every single one of Messi's games, like the cheapest ticket was like 400 bucks. And then there was a day where, yeah, like it was just like, yeah, we're resting him. <laughs> and there was a stadium. Yeah packed with people that paid at least four hundred dollars just to watch Messi play and yeah, then he they, didn't play <laughs> like, they didn't give a shit about those teams they just wanted to be able to see Messi and he th- <laughs> there was like a whole thing where like people were like going on their way to the game and like at the stadium they like checked his Instagram and he was like in Miami it was a, it was an away game that was in like yeah. Georgia he was in Miami he's like got my favorite pizza yeah <laughs> and was like, like what, what? <laughs> I I don't know. Sorry, that just, I just, that made it real for me. The idea that Messi right now is being carted around America on a bus, more than likely, Mm-mm. to go to oh, something. You think they're flying? Fuck no, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If not, Messi is getting the private jet, like oh, on okay. his own. Oh, okay. Like, dude, the the stuff they did to get Messi to the U.S. Like, the they, the, they the Saudis it. were gonna pay him like a billion dollars. Oh, over. I think it was two billion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, Messi was gonna make like something insane like 400 million dollars a year or something like no they the only way they could get him is like the entire mls is paying for his contract because inter milan alone would not be able to do it uh he has a percentage of every single apple tv subscription sold because apple tv has the streaming rights like he is going to own an mls team after he retires he's going to become an owner of a new mls team like he is single-handedly the most like i don't know perked up athlete of all time like he he has gotten every single bit of the american red carpet like if if they're not flying a chartered plane like he is getting the private jet to himself that he can fly to every single game um but yeah no like in the nba it's just it's just that same fact and the answer is not fucking putting rules on like holding people out of games, healthy scratches and shit. It's negotiating the length of the season, like Mm -hmm. the amount of games that you play in a year. Like I know that there's money at stake and that a lot of NBA teams. They want more games. Like they, they want more games. They want more tickets. They want more ads. Like they're, they're not going to shorten the season. They just won't. But that's the only way like that. That is the only way to solve this problem. Putting in rules, people will get around it. Oh, he's got a quad irritation. Like, Oh, he's got this and that. Like, It's never going to happen. The only way to do it is to talk to the Players Association and be like, realistically, how many days between games? And then look, how many games can we then fit into the same time frame season? Elongate the season. There's no reason the NBA has to end in June. Could fucking end in August. Like, yeah, you probably want to avoid football, (laughs) I imagine. Like, if you can do that and have as little crossover with football as possible, fair enough. But like... there's there's other ways around it and it's so weird that they're like no we'll put in these arbitrary rules that totally won't be able to be circumvented and and all-star players like who who draws that line does it only count after the all-star break and the all-star players have been named and in part of the roster like what what about guys that are like you know stars or like you know, really important to their team but they don't make the all-star roster can they sit as much as they fucking want (laughs) Like what, why does Giannis have to be held to a standard, but like Drew maybe doesn't because he didn't quite crack the all-star roster that year. I, well like, then, 
are they going to put in something like if they've ever been on an all-star team or like they've in done the last shit like two that before. Years? That's how like the Supermax works. Like Supermax contracts can only be handed out to all that's, NBA players. Like that's, it's the same concept. Yeah, but it's like doesn't happen during the game. Like contracts are like a separate thing. Like they they look at like statistics and like yeah, like having like all-star uh, roster membership as part of your contract level makes sense because it's not something that affects how often you play. I, which is why I thought that this might be a conspiracy. Uh, that this might be partially motivated by uh, the upcoming contracts because, yeah, if our all-star status is at least partially determined by fan vote or whatever, then, yeah, these are the players that people are showing up to games, are tuning yeah. in to games to watch. And if there is a stipulation that, hey, these players are more than likely to be wildly more than likely to be playing uh, in any given game. That's more people are going to show up for that. And that's more right. money uh, for networks and for the NBA potentially. Like Tyrese Halliburton and fucking DeMontis Sabonis. Those are very good and very important players on their teams, but like fucking Zion Williamson and uh, James Harden and shit like that. Like, I think those are the guys that people will show up to see, even if they're not as good or as important to their teams. Like they're, it's all fans. Like that's the reason they would do it. I think there's, I think there's a Warriors player who like a big part of why he's an all-star is because a K-pop star really likes him and like convinced all of his fans to vote for. I I remember hearing that, but that might be, are you talking uh, about, is it Jordan Poole? Maybe because last year Jordan Poole made the All Star game and he was an All Star starter and people were like, "What the fuck?" But he was like genuinely an All Star. I think he just got elevated to All Star starter. I mean, like obvious, like Steph Curry is the only other All Star, and he's obviously he's Steph. Oh, Curry. are you talking about Andrew Wiggins? Oh yeah, Wiggins too. I forgot about Wiggins. No, but Wiggins was another one where yeah, he like genuinely deserved it, and yeah, like they, you know. They elevated him a little bit, but yeah, that was wild. Okay, I think it is Jordan Poole. I think uh, it, I I don't know if this is like in the no, press. I'm re- friends, I'm or... reading the article. It was it was Andrew Wiggins. Oh, that go. got boost from uh, global ambassador Bam Bam, uh, K-pop star, uh, gives Andrew Wiggins All Star bid a major boost by go. telling his fans to to vote for him. I mean, like NBA teams are not publicly traded corporations. There's mm-hmm. no reason that they have to make more money than they used to. So it's not the same pressures as like a normal corporation where it's like we literally can't make less money or the company will cease to exist. Like they they can choose to make a little less money. And in theory, they're not going to make less money. They're just going to grow slower than they would have right. otherwise and reduce the amount of games in an NBA season so that the players are all happy. Everyone plays every single game. No fucking NBA fans are tuning into all 82 games in the season. Like you are full blown addict status. If you are watching every single one of your team's games, likely a gambling addiction, likely you are putting money on every single game and a freak like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, that's just, it's fine. If you cut it to 60 games and it means that the superstars play every game, no one will be upset. Everyone wins in that scenario, except for you make a little less money. But like, let's be honest, the playoffs are where you make most of your money anyway, mm-hmm. and no one's fucking sitting out a playoff game. So 
you're good to go. 60 games is still enough to decide who the top 16 teams are. And then you're good to go. Yeah. Finish the season and everyone will watch and it'll be great. But they refuse. Speaking of games, as we move into the group chat, uh, Packers put up a dub with a lot of asterisks against the Saints. Man, does that's, that that's a, feel good, though. That's a win. That's, that's, yeah, I don't think that's asterisk. No yeah. asterisk. That's, What's the that's, asterisk? Uh, because Derek Carr got hurt? Yeah. Or, we lost like, all of our was, best players. <laughs> yeah. Also, Derek Carr was not like dominating the game. They yeah. The Saints offense scored 10 points that game. That was it. It was. Then, they definitely took a huge step back once Derek Carr left the field. That's fair to say. A lot of pass interference calls contributed to uh, that that first. Those, comeback those were all touchdown. legit pass. Yeah, those were real that, pass interferences. Though. Nobody oh, okay. was like, "Oh, it's a little iffy." Like those. It were... was because Jordan Love made a bad throw. Like the, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love is underthrowing a lot of those deep balls, which are drawing pass interferences. So I guess it's an effective play, but. It's not I a saw, great play in general. I saw some people talking about how like he he was doing that on purpose. <laughs> no, was like, no, no, fuck you. He overthrew yeah. a couple of people. Yeah, too. he did. He's was just... he was that on purpose? No, he he's having some serious connection issues, and I don't know if it's a an accuracy issue or not being on it's the same accuracy. page. But it, there's there's a couple. Like there was mm-hmm. the one, uh, the fourth and fourth and what was it fourth and goal or was it like fourth and one but we were like on the goal line like yeah yeah to, to was it patrick taylor or was patrick it taylor he yeah that was a miscommunication 100 yeah, patrick taylor ran the wrong route right like but it, like the fucking his placement is off like even when he throws catchable balls they're not on the money until the fourth quarter like that entire yeah. game every single reception the ball was not in the right spot like it would always be slightly off or even sometimes like way off um, but then the fourth quarter, he dialed it in and actually made like a right. string of like right on the fucking money throws. And it was like, that's that's where the ball has to be. And we were spoiled by Aaron Rodgers that literally 90 percent of throws were perfect. Mm-hmm. It, was, it felt like Aaron Rodgers either like utterly missed by like a mile, like 10 percent of the time. And then every other throw was fucking perfect. Like Jordan Love is more like a healthy split of like, yeah, 40 percent are on the money. 30% are easily catchable, 10% tough catches, and then 10% like utter garbage misses. Like, you know, it's you, you take the good with the bad. We're missing our literal like six best players. Yes. We're not playing. Like, that's, I don't think that, I think that at the very least evens out with the Saints injury to their starting quarterback. Like, to be missing our best running back, our best wide receiver our entire left side of the offensive line, which is our best offensive line. Yeah. The two uh, best linemen are our best the left corner, side. Our, who's probably our just overall best player in our yeah. corner, uh, our best middle linebacker. Like it, it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, and one more thing. I, I want to attribute this to love. And I understand this is uh, more typical for quarterbacks, uh, younger quarterbacks, especially I'm just so not used to it. Uh, being familiar with Rodgers in the later stages of his career, fuck love looks good when he just decides to, I'm going to run for a first down on this one. Don't like he's, what I'm seeing out there. Yeah. He's and got then, juice. He's a he's young got, guy. He's also got fucking poise. Mm. The man doesn't get panicked, which I love. Like that's what I feel like is the biggest issue for guys like Justin Fields and shit like that. Like they, they start to panic when that pressure is coming. Jordan love, like even when he's taking a sack, even when he's doing like, he's almost always, 
in control. There was the one sack I remember where he ran backwards and ran out of field goal range. That was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was rough. Yeah. Like he definitely should have just taken the sack right away. But almost every time he has a plan in mind, it's and even if it doesn't work, it's like there is a plan. He's not just panic mode trying to do something. It's like I'm going to scramble to the right find this target across my body. If he's not there, I'll try to run for a first down. And if I don't get it, I'll throw it away. Like it, it's, it's controlled, yeah. which I mm. love. He's making all of the right decisions and, right. and like, yeah, his ball placement has been off sometimes. And like, he's, he's overthrowing guys. He's like clearly miscommunicating like something, but he is finding the right person to throw to right. and throwing to them at the right time. It's not always like putting it where it's supposed to go, but but that's that's a real good fucking sign. Right. The stereotype is like you can't teach like athletics and everything like that. And like, we'll coach him up and he'll be able to make decisions. But like history has proven that like if a guy doesn't have it by like the end of his first year or two, he's just not going to get it. Like the mm. speed of the game is too fast for him and he's just never going to develop that NFL level decision making. So, like, I'm fine where he's at because he came out of college as, like, a guy that was, like, damn, he's a gem. You know, like, he can he can huck that pigskin, but, like, who knows if he can do it at the NFL level. And, like, it's clear that his decision-making is fucking there. And now it's just a matter of fine-tuning the accuracy and everything like that. And if he never gets it, oh, well, like, he's still going to be better than a lot of people. <laughs> he's, not, not everyone was talking about it though. He's also making some wackadoodle throws like <laughs> across his body. Like, the two point conversion. The two point conversion was a he, crazy. He play. was like diving to the right, both feet off the ground, throwing across his body. Perfect dot. Like on the money. Best throw of his career by far. Like that, that's the throw that every Packer fan should be looking at as like a, whoa, <laughs> what was that? And it's like in a situation, again, where it's the right decision. If he did that on fucking second and three, it would be like, what the actual fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is a two-point conversion. It's fucking all or nothing. Like, lay it on the line. Make a shot. Like, take the shot. If, he, if, he, if they intercept it, like, you fucking tried. You know, you can't hate it. Like, that, that's the perfect decision. And guess what? Like you, you drilled it. Like it was as good of a throw as you can possibly make in that scenario. It was, it was impressive. And yeah, to watch a read option rushing touchdown. I don't, I genuinely don't think a Packers quarterback has ever scored on a read option before. Huh. Like Aaron Rodgers refused to run the read option. He, he would so run, bad. he would run designed QB runs like when he was younger, but like the read option hadn't really come around to the NFL as like when he was really mobile. And by the time, like it was popularized with like Cam Newton and shit like that, he, he was, he was over it. Like he was not going to be running many designed QB runs. Like I, and Brett Favre fucking obviously didn't like, I don't know that the read option was invented when Brett Favre was in the NFL. Like, so I, yeah, it's, um, that was cool. I liked that. And yeah. he juked a guy, he juked a guy out like fucking Aaron Rodgers would never, Scott Tolzien once spun a guy out. That, I remember that. That was legendary in his brief time as a Packers starter. Uh, well, I might get the t uh, exact terminology inaccurate here, but boy, would we have a uh, wildly different conversation about the play calling if that last corner fade hadn't hadn't hit for the touchdown. Yeah, that was like the sixth one that he tried. The first five did not work. It was Isaac Yottam, like. <laughs> 
we knew him. He was our guy. Yeah. Matt LaFleur went like, that dude, shit. Like, yeah, we got a scrub. <laughs> like, I feel really bad because you know Isaac Yadam like, was like, this is personal, man. Like, they're, yeah. they're just going after me every play. Like, I was on their team. They literally think I'm dog shit. Like they, they're like this dude can't cover anything. It's like just I know throw these it at him. names. They know yeah. my name. Like this, yeah. If we throw it at him enough, he's gonna fuck it up. Like there's no way he can keep he, doing it. Do it, but like again, five times he had like I, we threw at him that that end zone fade five times, and I think we threw at Marshawn Lattimore like one. Obviously that one didn't work. Um, he he kept four of them out of the end zone <laughs> like he he put up a fucking fight yeah, there was a couple of those that weren't great throws there was a couple of them where like the receiver wasn't in the right position like i think he maybe broke up one of them like it wasn't <laughs> he did his best i'm not i'm not shitting on him but like eh, i wouldn't attribute it to good coverage so much as that, that was our wide receiver two in a wide receiver core that has been much maligned all year long yeah uh and a not rookie quarterback, but first year starter quarterback. Um, and also, by the way, the read option was discovered in 1990. No, <laughs> 1992. Okay. That's the first time that, and it was by accident. A quarterback um, fumbled the snap on a handoff. And so he didn't really have the ball yet. And so the defender went to crack down on the running back, like, well, he was still trying to hand it off. So he went, oops, and pulled it out and then ran with it. And then <laughs> he gained like 10 yards. And the coach was like, wait. <laughs> You just did something there. What if, and it what was if we all do that? intentional. Yeah. My dead mother taught me a new way to get yeah. a first down. It's the alley-oop. Like, and it's the same thing with the RPO. Like, apparently, fucking Alex Smith accidentally invented that in college because he, he was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, the handoff fucked up. Oh, wait, he's open. And they threw it to him. And everyone was like, oh, we could do that, can't we? Okay. Uh, and well, I will say that it is, it feels infinitely unquantifiably, I don't know, better to be two and one versus one and two. Uh, boy, Thursday's game against the Lions is going to be a flashpoint for maybe what the rest of the season is going to look like. Uh, no expectations. I'm, I'm playing with house money already. Let's get fucking Jordan, weird with it. Yeah. Jordan Love has already looked better than I, I expected. He, he is approaching the best I thought he could become. Mm. Like he, he is already near like what I thought, like my wildest dream. Time to scenario. punch through the ceiling, bud. Maybe. I, I don't know. I said it, I said it would be funny if Jordan love was like an all pro <laughs> guy, but I ne- like my highest expectations was like really solid starter with potential to be like a pro bowl type guy. Like that was my absolute, highest and he's clearly like pretty damn close to that already which is insane i that's bullshit it sounds paradoxical but it's not uh this is yeah no i this is the lowest expectations i've had going into a packer season in a while but also the most fun and exciting (laughs) packer season uh i felt like uh three games into the season so far so eh. did you guys see the clip of him going off the field no, if you didn't. I need to send it to you because the, you want to cry. He's like flexing and he's like pumping the fucking crowd up. Yeah. Everyone's still there. All of Lambeau Field is still there cheering. Yeah. And he's running off the field, fucking firing everyone up. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's like if Jordan Love 
somehow miraculously becomes our third fucking Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Like that's going to be in his documentary, like his first home start, pulling off a 17 point fourth quarter comeback and the entire crowd sticking around to cheer him off. Like that's going to be it. That's how the documentary will start. Like, so I don't know, man. I, the entire NFC North wanted to kill themselves in the Reddit thread of, <laughs> of that clip. Like, they oh were no, like, they oh, got a guy. What the actual fuck? This is bullshit. I hate the Packers, FTP. And it's like, yes, your tears. Oh, yum, yum, tears oh it's so delicious. And then I saw and, a lot of Lions fans getting a little big for their britches. So maybe I'm not uh, as uh, pro Lion as I've always been. Like mm. a little Lion fan, like, oh yeah, we're clearly still the favorites though like the packers have looked like shit and it's like all right lions like okay look i have low expectations but if history is any sort of indication whatsoever like i don't think you should be getting too too high and mighty here like i think we should be in the same boat of like we're we're cautiously optimistic we're doing pretty good let's see where this goes i mean like the 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 fucking bears are maybe one of the worst iterations of the bears team that I've ever seen. And they lost 14 games in a row last year. Yeah. The God, they're so fucking bad. And like, they're in utter pandemonium. Like their defensive coordinator just quit. He was like, Oh man, I can't do this shit. (laughs) He just like fucking quit. I think it was some stuff came out out about that this morning. Right. Oh, was there? A harassment investigation oh. that was being handled by by the Bears, like contradicting previous reports that said that the Bears organization had no part. I so. don't. I'm looking at the Bears schedule right now, and like, yeah, if they don't if they don't beat the Broncos on Sunday, I don't no, see where they get yeah, a win the, in their schedule. Seen that? There's there's four zero and three teams right now. They play each other next week. Yeah, and the Bears and the Broncos oh play each other God. in the we got our shit rocked last week bowl. And then I'm trying to remember who the other. I mean, two the Vikings are zero and three. I know yeah. they're in our division. Yeah, the the Vikings are you know not they're not like you know worst team in the nfl tier no. in terms of like their caliber of Vikings team they will, will probably be at they least will, six and eleven they'll like win some games but but like they're in a bad spot <laughs> like boy oh and um it's the panthers vikings play the panthers okay the Bengals mm. have the potential to go zero and three i haven't checked on that game yet i think they're up right now by like they are touchdown. winning but like it's four points in the third like anything can happen so we're gonna see uh, we have all also seen the new Rick and Morty trailer. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was watching this kind of distractedly the first time around, but um, I didn't notice that they replaced Royland for the roles of Rick and Morty. They definitely did I, yeah. for this season, right? Yeah, yeah I think so, are. yes. Guaranteed? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, they, I don't like, think they've announced while. who they are yet. I mean... They they did say that like we will we're just gonna cast people that can do the voice. Like right. they they're trying to find like the closest thing to the voice. I'm assuming it's two different people. I think it'd be like really crazy to find one person that can do both so spot on. Right. Morty's I thought was like a hundred percent. Uh Rick was like just slightly different, like maybe a little more gravelly, but 
Yeah, really, really fucking close. Rick season one compared to like recent seasons, Rick oh, yeah. is all different. Yeah, like I'd like they're crazy different. Like not do, even close. Do you think they like any chance that these are like voice actors that are getting the voice of really close, and then they're like altering them with like some sort of yeah. AI shit to to make AI it sound closer? Yeah. No, I don't think AI shit. I think just yeah, like basic mixing and shit like that. Like okay, if, if you have to adjust the pitch or the timber just ever so slightly, like. Hundred percent, they're doing that. They they were always going to find people to be able to do Rick and Morty impressions. The challenge was if yeah, they would Elon find Musk. people who can also act. Yeah, they so, need to be performers. They right. need to be actual accomplished voice actors. Like a lot of people can do the impression. You voice acting is not just sounding like a character. You have to deliver performances and shit like that. Like there is some genuine moments in the show, and if it was just butchered by someone reading a line with no inflection whatsoever it'd be like all right well the show isn't even there anymore why does uh, it even exist i rick and morty trailers have as a rule now been weird and maybe a little indecipherable but hey this looks like another season of rick and morty and potentially a good one i I don't know all right of you guys checking out crepopolis uh, so, I intend to. I've I've not yeah. watched any yet. Uh, is it out? Same. It came out yesterday. It premiered yeah. yesterday, so it's probably what is it on something? That's Dan Harmon's new animated show mm. on Fox. It's about uh, like Greek gods and mm. regular people all trying to coexist. Uh, it got actually pretty good reviews, and mm. I mean Dan Harmon's never made anything that I wasn't a fan of, so this... feels like there's a decent chance it'll be good. This feels like a show that it will either, yeah, get like pretty solid wide screen, uh, uh, wide, what was I, a uh, widespread critical acclaim. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, and I'll end up watching it, binging through it with my partner, or I'm going to wait for this to get like three episodes out at a time. Uh, and then I catch up on it, watching all three episodes in like a meal I have by myself due to whatever kind con- like, this is about to be my American dad, uh, potentially, uh, not to say that I'm not still all in on American Dad, because I am. Uh, I saw the clip. It went viral. Oh, wait, no. Um, no, it was the fucking clip. Duh. No, it wasn't. Shit. What? It was a different about? American Dad clip. You sent the American Dad clip yeah. of the Rogers slap thing, which is, I feel like, very mainstream American Dad meme. Yes. Um, it was a different meme. It was... Um, Stelio Cantos? Yeah, Stelio Cantos. Yeah! And I, I saw Stelio Cantos, and I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen the context of that meme. And I went back and watched the entire clip, and it's, it's pretty fucking gold. Like, that is a genuine funny show. I just... I don't think I have it in me to watch an no. <laughs> episode in, week in, week out. Like, it was fun when I would catch random episodes here and there. I definitely always remember the Vietnam War reenactor. Yeah. That's fucking gold. Like that. Just just solid gold. You in Vietnam, bitches. Uh, <laughs> oh, the concept is perfect. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Put can the mark fucking imagine. Keep the knife in the sheath so it doesn't get <laughs> dull. Put the cap on so it doesn't dry out. <laughs> Pine cones are grenades in this simulation. (laughs) Oh, okay. The golf carts with the cardboard rotors. (laughs) They're just making noises. But he's got the full flight helmet on and shit like that. (laughs) Oh, dude, it's so perfect. Just the concept. They didn't even need to make an episode. Just, Just making a concept of 
Yeah, oh, you've heard of Civil War reenactors. <laughs> what if they had Vietnam War reenactors? It's so fucked up. Uh, oh. we, were, we were in the Mekong. I don't even know how long. <laughs> just, I just need to rewatch that episode. They're just like in a water trap. Yeah, it's on the golf course. That's the best part. <laughs> but no, like, can you imagine? Like, it's <laughs> Civil War reenacting is like fucking weird yeah i don't know when it became a thing but now you add the layer of just like a not like noble cause myth war like just a boy it was really fucked up that we were even there in the first place and then the shit that went on in that yeah the conditions were held atrocities (laughs) you just get people like pretending like this is a fun way to spend a weekend (laughs) do this once a year we all get together (laughs) fucking oh i don't know whoever thought of that i need to Mm. i I want to shake their hand by the beer because yeah people don't talk enough about how civil war reenacting is fucking weird no that's uh, yeah my high school drama teacher he wasn't a drama teacher but like that he was the guy who ran the drama stuff like he was into civil war reenacting and i remember like we did a school field trip going out there and it was the lamest shit dude it was so bad we thought it was going to be like we're watching a battle unfold and no it's like here's what they did to take care of the horses and oh you guys ever seen a, a musket how the, the muscle loader works like uh flintlock <laughs> and it's just wait like, what the fuck did they actually then- shoot off a musket in front of you yeah. well it's powder. Ah, like, the there's point. no ball. There's yeah, they didn't, want, <laughs> they didn't put the ball in it. Yeah. Weak shit. Oh, it's come the same on. thing, except they for point, the ball doesn't come out. Like. Yeah, they they point them at people. Like the yeah. the if they do battle parts, they're like, all right, so we got ten guys. You all know your part. It's like all scripted. Like you're gonna go up on this hill and you're gonna shoot your gun off once, and then three of the people in that other group are gonna fall down. Yeah, and then you're gonna like advance and it's yeah. WWE shit. But no, like it's. Yeah, the the thing with like the muzzle loaders and the the flintlock and shit is that it it is firing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just there's no like if you were to pull the trigger on a modern gun with no bullets in it, right. literally nothing would happen. But like it makes the same noise, the same explosion happens. Like it's exactly the same. It's just yeah, someone on the other end the other doesn't end. lose a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had uh, fucking like a first aid station and they're like, look, oh, they tourniquet the wounds and like cut off limbs and shit. And we're all just like sitting there. It's hot as shit. Like it yeah. was like 90 degrees. They always like, choose the hottest happening? days to wear those big <laughs> ass cotton uniforms and yep. drag everyone out. They did a horse demonstration. They didn't even have like any sort of battle at all. They were just oh. a dude in yeah the cotton uniform riding a horse. And like, I just, all, the only thing I remember is that the horse had so much foam mm-hmm. building up in its like leg pits, you know, from yeah. the sweat that it looked like it had problems. Like it was, it looked like it got like in a cartoon when a character gets out of the shower and there's bubbles yeah. coating parts of their body. Like it was coated in foam from all the friction rubbing on the sweat. Like it was oh. weird. I've never seen that before. Lucas. You you and I both grew up in the Fox Valley. Like, Ryan, I don't know if you were, like, close enough to, like, go every so often. But, like, you ever been to EAA? I've heard of it, but no, I never went. So, like, EAA, huge, like, airplane convention that's in Oshkosh, Wisconsin every year. 
like thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of planes fly in during this like week long period every year from like all over the world. It's crazy. It's it's a fun time, but it is just a like a relatively small airport in the middle of Wisconsin filled with tons of planes and military guys that are like <laughs> promoting the Air Force and, and shit yeah. like that. Um, but there's also a group of people that do like this World War Two uh, air base mm. cosplay, basically, where they they set up a like a mini air base. There's like a mess tent and an officer's quarters and like people like everyone's dressed up and in character the whole fucking time. And you'll walk through and like people are like playing cards and like smoking cigarettes and and then they're like. Arr, you know, you, you ever think we'll get orders to fly out to the big show and, and shit, shit like that for like a fuck? <laughs> They're doing like the middle, the transatlantic, transatlantic accent, accent, the yeah. fake accent that never existed. Just like, hey, do you ever hear how uh, the Krauts, they're coming for us? <laughs> it's just like, you know, I real. got more hours in, in old Phyllis than the blah, 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 blah. Just. And, yeah i'm from brooklyn <laughs> some wisconsinites idea of yeah fucking new york guy my character's from new york <laughs> like yeah and then like damn, like they at cringe. night they walk around in their bomber jackets and their sunglasses and they like hit on like these uh, women that are also dressed also up in it <laughs> yeah like also in on it and it's it's so fucking are wicked. any of them age appropriate are any of them actually in like their early to mid 20s which all the pilots um, would lo- be yeah a lot of them okay, i mean like then fair. i mean i i wouldn't be able to tell you if that person was 30 or 22 or like okay, fucking but whatever. 30 is still but, not weird i assume like, they were all also, in like their 50s there, there like... are plenty of those though. and <laughs> I, I think like for the most part they just dress him up like officers okay but they hide it yeah are they paying these people (laughs) i doubt it i don't know that you could pay this isn't like an eaa show thing like this is a group of people that get Mm -hmm. together to do this every year who in their fucking 20s or early 30s though is sacrificing their weekend to do that shit because i want to check them in let me answer your question with another question how many kids did you know in high school that like knew a lot about World War II planes? I knew a lot about World War II planes. I'd literally rather die than do yeah. that. <laughs> Some of those kids, though, think like they don't grow out of it. They they still think that I didn't awesome. grow out of it. I still think World War II planes are fucking lit. Yeah, like everyone's talking about the whole how often do you think about the Roman Empire thing? I yeah. really, really need women on TikTok to start asking how often guys, do you think about World War II? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 not just World War II specifically world war ii planes like yeah. there's there's a very different kind of fucking weirdo that's like yeah man i like the p-51 mustang and guys that are like i loved the tiger tank mm. Messer schmidt come on andrew as we have previously established on this podcast you would have done great in world war ii man no we <laughs> we established the opposite it would have done great you would have nailed it you would have killed so many people that were maybe not morally culpable, but maybe were like, maybe yeah. we're actually like complacent in this whole thing. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. That's, uh, I, I never got into the Roman empire shit. So yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm on this trend. Like I barely think about it at all. Like uh, I, I think about I, it a little. is <laughs> the phalanx a cool military thing? Kinda, but also wildly ineffective outside of specific situations. I just missed it, I guess. I, yeah. It was never that interesting to me. I was always way more interested in U.S. history. So 
anything pre-world like pre-civil war honestly was uh, like eh, eh. i don't really care cool. revolutionary uh, war shit yeah um my mom listens to this plot this podcast so she'll probably correct me by the way if i did actually see eaa when i was like mm. six ah. she's like you loved it you loved all these planes so we'll see uh, we <laughs> if, will see if i am just wrong <laughs> Uh, but in part due to this podcast getting a little long and me having to pee, I think we're going to end it there. Thank you all for tuning into episode 234 of the voluntary viewing podcast titled what entree pairs best with iced milk. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Highlight clips, support us on Patreon and join the likes of Tiffany Cole and Sucky Badger. Uh, send us your questions, business opportunities, voluntary viewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for updates at D2 underscore podcast and follow me, Lucas the writer on Blue Sky or Twitter, probably Blue Sky. I can hook you up if you need to get on Blue Sky. Hope you all enjoyed what you heard and best of luck in the week ahead. Goodbye. Goodbye.